0: I feel like your your true heart desires and your actions weren't aligned for the longest time and it was your ego that was separating them both because there was a lot of times where you would speak from your heart and say we 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 but then your actions would take over with I I I and that was like that was really hard for me because I'm like I, like you say these things they sound nice but the reality of you actually following through on them is not is not happening, um, and only you are getting in your way with that.
1: Okay, you ready, Shannon?
0: think i'm ever ready for this
1: <laughs> full disclaimer <laughs> we've just gotten home from we had a shoot together two days in a row actually and they've been
0: very long days pretty
1: long days your day was way harder today yeah. than mine i got a lot of stuff done <laughs> <laughs> like, like prep for this episode and i was able to like
0: i this was the first time that i didn't even open i didn't even have a second to sit down yeah and be on my phone or do anything on my laptop
1: yeah you, like were, you were really busy they had
0: me non-stop
1: and you were like you were talking so it's like you had to be on
0: talking on camera yeah. favorite thing
1: your favorite um so we are a little tired it's nighttime
0: i'm a lot of tired
1: if you're listening
0: i also woke up earlier yeah been going
1: but we're here with all of you i'm here because
0: i love this man to my right
1: Oh, you don't care about the people?
0: And y'all, but I love <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> well, I think this is going to be a good one. So let's uh, get the last bit of energy we have left, and let's let's make it a good one. So today, the topic, I don't know what the title is going to be, but the topic is primarily going to be um, what happens when you are... A healthy and evolved person, but you get into a toxic relationship. I find that quite often in my consultations. Mm -hmm. And as I have uh, very much so documented throughout these three seasons, I was the toxic one. You were the evolved,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. healthy, mature, wise. Uh, Probably because your age, (laughs) since you're older. Um, The wise one. And, um, okay, sorry. If you're watching, um, <laughs> I had to get up to give <laughs> Chicago his bone because he was demanding it. Um, so, yeah, so I've documented that I was a toxic one. You were the healthy and evolved one. And I think this will help out a lot of people. Um, I One of the books I recently read was um, Jay Shetty's Eight Rules of Love. Um, also went to go see him live. It's pretty cool. And there's a section in the book where he talks about the parental gifts and the gaps. And um, if you have the book, it's on page 44. I'll also cover page 45. But really quick, basically, he talks a little bit about how, in a basic principle, that early relationships that we have with our partners and caregivers establish the relationship dynamics that we're compelled to replicate as adults. So when we're young, we completely rely on our parents and we figure out ways to attract their attention, to inspire their affection and to feel their love. And the love they give us shapes how we engage in love. Let's start there. Growing up, more background, more timeline for everybody. For me, if my mother was my first guru, my first love, which she was, um, no secret, again, if if you're familiar with the show, she broke my heart couple times one in particular that i've i've had her on the show and we've talked about dad was way more out of the picture than in like 97.5 percent out <laughs> um that little bit in
0: i have such a yawn
1: yeah shay's it's like very tired
0: like stuck in my throat That's
1: what she said get it out <laughs> pull out <laughs> um and so for me the idea and definition of love um, was, there's another part of this this page where he talks about how it could be through, um, love could mean suffocation, it could mean anger, it could mean um, a dependence in, in, a, in, in a unhealthy way and um, it could be humiliating and a bunch of other crippling variations. And so for me, that was more or less kind of my idea of love it like wasn't um joyful wasn't much quality time it wasn't much affection um it wasn't really caretaking it wasn't loyalty and insert you maybe you could tell everyone your childhood of an an idea of love your guru as your mother and how she kind of loved you
0: yeah i think my mom when i think back of my childhood my mom was very nurturing Mm -hmm. um in the most loving ways like if i had if i hurt myself if i got sick it's like she would spend her day catering to my every need Mm -hmm. and um was so soothing and just nurturing so i think also what i saw like there was there you know i grew up with like other Um, where I'd spent a lot of time with like my godparents and just like the dynamic in their family. So I think like absorbing all of that in as well. And my godmother was also very much like my mom, very nurturing. Like, um, she was somebody that you just like could lay on the couch with and she would just hold you and you would just feel completely safe. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that's how, (laughs) that's how my mom was too. Um,
1: did you ever feel that way or get that from a man? No. See, that's interesting to me. I was actually thinking mm-hmm. about this. We were having dinner right now, and I was trying to prep for the episode, and um, we I don't think we've ever had this conversation, so.
0: Actually, oh. not from a man, but I would say my aunt's son, I was, who's older than me, I was very, very close with him growing up.
1: But did you feel loved? Definitely felt him? loved, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking. Um, and
0: protected.
1: Okay, great. Yeah yeah um we've never talked about this so you're welcome everybody <laughs> um as this will be a pretty raw conversation but there's there's moments in our relationship our marriage mm-hmm. where i don't feel like you crave my love as mm-hmm. a man not like me your husband justin but like as a man um and when i have those feelings in those moments i think well, it makes sense because you never had it mm-hmm. from a man. So like you don't know what you're missing out on kind of thing. I think for me and my craving for love for you and mm-hmm. from you, as it was very much so at the forefront um, last September when we were going through our issues and I wrote that in my letter to you, um, I had the ever so small sample of what that was like mm-hmm. from my mom and how I still remember it blows my mind maybe because it was mm-hmm. there was so little to compare to um and i crave that from you wanting to yeah. fill that void so for you i don't even like the void is there right i mean if it's okay to say yeah. you, you you don't have a relationship with your biological father you, you never no. did um, i
0: mean not to a degree where i feel like he's you know it's more like i get a text message on my birthday every right. year and that's it
1: yeah <laughs> but i mean how many but times yeah. you've seen him in your life
0: yeah, my adult life, ooh, my, ch- my child life. I still remember the day that my mom was like, do you want to meet your dad?
1: I mean, even that sentence yeah. alone, I think, speaks mm-hmm. volume about your relationship. So yeah. when we can leave it there. I know it's personal. So all this to say, I'll be honest with you, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let me be more specific. I struggle with everyone wants to feel needed. Yeah. Not needy, but needed, right? Mm-hmm. And not dependent, but it's nice to have. So yeah, I struggle with that because at times I'm like, man, she doesn't need my love. This mm-hmm. this masculine uh, male version of love, mm-hmm. like you could do without because you've yeah. done you've done without. And I struggle with it because as I've really dug deep within myself mm-hmm. these last couple of years and like became more self-aware and, and evolved and so on and so forth, Um I have this newfound love that I love and mm-hmm. I, I only want to give it to you. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you need it. Yeah. Does that kind of makes sense. I'm like speaking out loud. But
0: yeah. I think for me, I definitely need it. I definitely want it. But I think I have, you know, spent a lot of my adult years building systems around being more independent and right. not, needing it and it not being something that more so like the holes that I had I feel like I ended up filling them myself mm. so when it comes to you I think a lot of that has to do with in the beginning when I tried to need it from you you were very like you were like a a wall yeah. like a stone cold wall right. and it is very very recent like Literally, like less than a year, yeah, this new, like, softness that you have to you. So, I think it's just you know, I'm just now entering into that and seeing it, you know, Mm -hmm. and not just seeing it in glimpses, but just consistency. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's just with time is going to be where I'm going to trust it, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I would have to say to that,
1: okay? That makes sense. I mean, yeah, because it is very new. Yeah. Um, as I'm still trying to navigate it, I, I think it's like. I, I feel like I still need to practice it before I you know, I practice it to perfect it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I really want to practice it with you and on you. But again, I, yeah. I don't feel a um, like a safe space or mm-hmm. a welcoming space to do that with from you. I
0: mean, I definitely have come a long way, like even just the the small incident that I had this morning, like normally yeah. I wouldn't have opened myself up to bringing you in on that, you Mm -hmm. know, and I would have like just went through that by myself and I, you know, completely let you in Mm -hmm. and I allowed you to give me your words of wisdom and, you know, whatever advice you had or comforting, you know, whatever it was. And, um, and that was even like in the moment while you were speaking in, you know, comfort or love or just like.
1: Having your back. Yeah,
0: having my back. It was like, that's a building block that is like, like showing me like, okay, like I could trust him. Mm -hmm. Because I remember having that in that moment. Like, wow, one, I'm proud of myself for like opening this up to you in the moment that it's happening and Mm -hmm. feeling so comfortable to share it with you and allow you in a space with me that was very vulnerable.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even we also, you had an incident last week. And, um, it was live. You were on the phone and found out some stuff that was very upsetting to you. And I was surprised in myself that Mm -hmm. like my natural instinct was to hold you, Mm -hmm. which, you know, sorry for everyone's like, why is that a shocker for me? (laughs) Again, I, I, when Shay's explaining, she had multiple people in her life that provided a safe space with her and, and held her. Like, I don't even know what that is. My, my, I had one grandmother one grandparent growing up and she bless her heart is is not that way i didn't Mm -hmm. have the grandma who cooked cookie or baked cookies and no so i don't know what that feels like so for me to come up with it all of a sudden on my own i was Mm -hmm. like who the hell is this husband version like great and i came to you Mm -hmm. which is me being vulnerable in this Mm -hmm. way and you legit pushed me away i know it wasn't intentional but like you physically like moved me away from me. And I was like, Oh shit.
0: One, because you know, we were in such a public place and I was already breaking down in tears. And the worst thing you could do when someone's going to cry is, is hug them because it just like would make me cry. If we were home, it would have been a completely different story, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to cry in that public place. I wanted to kind of just like, like talk about it, but not feel so emotional about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I was still processing everything. So I think I was still trying to, to dissect what just happened with you. And I didn't, the last thing I wanted to do was just cry about it. I just wanted to process through it first. So I think when you hugged me, it was just, I didn't mean to like push you away. It was just like, I just had more to say about it before I wanted to kind of like allow it to like affect me in that kind of way. Yeah. And I would rather go cry about it somewhere more privately.
1: But you did it alone.
0: Well, I mean, I would have done it with you if you would have came, but you were still, you know, shopping. We were at the mall, by the way. Yeah. Um. You were still shopping. So it's not that I wanted to do that alone. It's just that I just didn't want to do it in a public place.
1: It just it seemed like you wanted to do it alone because while we were still in the store, you're like, I'm going to go and you left.
0: Yeah, because I just was like... Yeah so to I me, was consumed by the yeah. thoughts and the feelings and yeah. and I just it's not that I again, it's not that I wanted to be alone. I just didn't want to be in such a public hub, public, public place, place at yeah. that time.
1: And by no means am I trying mm-hmm. to make this about me because it's yeah. not a, what I'm just trying to get across is like with this newfound version mm-hmm. of me. I'm like, oh, my God, like this is but what you've been waiting for. Yeah, I finally figured it out. Like, totally. Here you go. Like and and I'm like back paying you you know mm-hmm. what I mean for all well, these I years.
0: mean and I should have kind of brought that up because I know that for like if that was something that you do on the norm you wouldn't have felt the rejection that you did in that moment because it's something that you you very much yeah. do very regularly but because it was something that was so new to you where you were already feeling like you were stepping outside of what who you normally are mm-hmm. and you're showing up for me and y- like you're going to feel the rejection more no matter how i would have done it you know even though it wasn't towards you but because you were doing something out of the norm going out of your way or you know mm-hmm. whatever i think that that's bec- that's why you felt that rejection in that moment like but that if or that was something that was very normal for you to do you would have understood more that i wasn't just pushing you away
1: well, it's part of it because i i've in a form of rejection come to you in times like similar time to that maybe not the exact way i came to but i've come to you to offer and you you do your natural reaction to things that Mm -hmm. are not good conflict whatever is alone Mm -hmm. like deal with it alone um and i've noticed that about you which you know it's if that's how you deal and process with things like that's fine and i'm I'm here whenever if and whenever you need me i think um i just i didn't take it personal Mm -hmm. i was just like oh shit like I remember, yeah. like, having an out-of-body experience, like, how yeah. I'm holding her, we're here, here, wow, this is, you know, like, yeah, remember yeah, yeah. Brie, uh, well, a friend's wife, one time we were at their house, and she talked about how, like, because she's similar to me and, and um, struggles with being affectionate and she didn't grow up with it, et cetera, and she was saying, like, for her, it's literally like she has to go into her brain and turn on the affection switch in the room. <laughs>
0: And And did you feel like you had to do that or it came? natural?
1: No, it came natural. But while I was there, I was like, someone turned on the switch, (laughs) you know, like we're here, the lights on the room. And I was so happy. And then when you pushed me, I was like, wait, is this Did I read the room wrong? Like, am I in the wrong room? But um, I bring all of this up because, like I said, I I I crave that love that you got growing Mm -hmm. up, especially from a woman. Mm hmm. And I just wondered if you crave that from a man, because I don't think I've ever asked you, at least in this way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but you're saying you do.
0: Yeah. I so mean, craving. I love like even just the pieces that I got from my mom growing up of how nurturing she was when I was sick, you know, for years in our relationship, if I wasn't feeling good, it was, it was. I felt like I was a burden to you. I never felt like you were nurturing to that. And recently you have been. So Mm -hmm. this is just like a new thing that I'm having to trust, you know, get used to and and trust that this is like really like genuine, you know?
1: But like, is this here to stay? Well, I mean, I can definitely assure you that it is here to stay because it feels great. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy it happened natural. I'm happy I figured it out better late than never. And again, I feel like I have back pay. To you, like, Mm -hmm. back child support. (laughs) Um. Like,
0: I feel like when you're sick, like, I thrive in those moments. Like, I want to, like, baby you and take, you know, take care of you and cater to you. And I do that because I know what that feels like. And I just feel like when I first, for the longest time, when I was in a relationship, you know, the beginning of our relationship, I didn't get that from you. And that was something I really craved and I really missed. And it made me, like, that's why I would call my mom when I was feeling that way. And you would ask me, like, why do you always call your mom? Mm -hmm like because I wasn't really getting that part from you
1: well I mean yeah again in those moments like I had no idea how to help my partner Mm -hmm. when they were down like and if I did know it was it was the hype man so you know you'd get the hype man and then like sometimes you didn't need the hype man And I'm like that's the only tool I got right now in this box (laughs) you know but um, after finding as we've talked about before in this season, our rhythm and our dance and getting to know you more. Um I'm I'm starting to figure it out. But like I said, it's it's um it's a really interesting I've never been in this dynamic before. Mm-hmm. Um one, I don't think I've cared as much about this dynamic in other relationships. Um so it's it's just like I'm literally learning as I go. Like mm-hmm. I I'm I'm uh, very much so trial and error mode. Yeah. Pardon the interruption, just wanted to hop in here really quick for a couple reminders. The first reminder is the merch is available and it is back better than ever. I have some beautiful, super dope new designs, especially with the gratitude for the win, therapy for the win, and the vulnerability and normalizing that for men. Those three designs are brand new. I personally love them and I'm really excited to showcase them to you guys. And, and I'm hoping you have the same feeling that I do. So you can go get those right now at justindavis.life. That's justindavis.life. Of course, the link will be in the description below, whether you're listening or watching this. But again, just a friendly reminder, still merch out here. Got some long sleeves, got some crew neck sweatshirts, got some hoodies, got some t-shirts, whatever you need, whatever climate and season you're in. By the way, this time, as I switch some stuff around, shipping worldwide. I repeat, shipping worldwide. To all the international followers and and the beautiful supporters of the community, sorry about the past but it's a new day get your merch too it cost you a little pretty penny because shipping overseas apparently is crazy expensive as i came to find out but nonetheless we are now shipping internationally so justindavis.life go get yours support your boy and spread the message some beautiful ones out there back to the episode Okay, so let's get back into the book because I think this is, um, I think we're really on to something. This this is going to be good. So there's another part here, same same chapter. Um, It says, unless our childhood experiences were traumatic, and often, even if they were, we tend to view them as normal. I definitely viewed my traumatic childhood as normal. I remember close friends of mine, when I go to their house and they're It was this beautiful family dynamic. I thought this was like TV. I was like, how is this real life? Do you guys ever fight? Or like there are things thrown across the room? Like Mm -hmm. door (laughs) slam, like what's happening Um, back to the book. And it says, then when we are loved by someone who shows it differently, for example, through joy, time and abundance, it may take us longer to notice and appreciate those qualities as genuine expressions of love.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm gonna say one more time for the people Mm -hmm. back
0: there's anyone in the
1: back people in the back (laughs) unless our childhood experiences were traumatic and often even if they were we tend to view them as normal then when we are loved by someone who shows it differently for example through joy time and abundance it may take us longer to notice and appreciate those qualities as genuine expressions of love I highlighted this and I'm bringing it up now because when I met you and once we started to fall in love I viewed that love as not normal, very different. And I didn't see it as a genuine expression of love. And I didn't appreciate it. I also, I think, mainly didn't trust it. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought it was too good to be true or it wasn't going to last. Like, Mm -hmm. where's the bad news Day or the exit exit door? Did you ever feel that or sense that from me?
0: Yeah, I mean, I... In those times, I feel like I would get glimpses where you were letting it, you know, letting, letting it in. And then I would feel like a hard wall. And I think with that, I could tell that you were going through like your own emotions in your head. Mm -hmm. And it felt like one minute it was like great. And then there would be like something that would happen in you that you would just create drama or create a problem Mm -hmm. and I think that was you fighting what was like the the joy the bliss like the good feelings and you were like probably thinking like this is too good to be true there has to be something wrong and then you would go look for something to be wrong and then focus on that Mm -hmm. do you remember that
1: I just want to ask the people like who can relate (laughs) to that if you are that person or you're with that person like who can relate because I 100% remember that. I, I was very unconscious, and it was a it was me by default that mm-hmm. I would come in and create problems or distractions or uh, maybe over-dramatize the situation because I was so afraid to let you in. Mm-hmm. It was all with fear. I was leading with fear. Yeah. Um, as much as I so badly wanted to think it was a genuine expression of love, or as much as I so badly wanted to appreciate it, mm-hmm. I just knew it as a foreign feeling. And so how can you trust something that's foreign, right? Like you said earlier, how you've built systems and put them in play and and bring them up often when it's like independent Shay, as as Mm -hmm. I joke around. Well, for me, my systems and and my way of thinking were, you can't trust this person. yeah, Because when you have, look what happened. Mm -hmm. And it was all subconscious, which was really scary.
0: It was crazy because I remember even just being on a high of like, you know, the good times that we would have. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, like, what just happened?
1: Yeah, and I'm telling you, love, it it was, (laughs) honestly, now, here we are in hindsight. It was... overwhelming for me. I'll, I'll open up here in a very transparent way, and this is for the guys. Because... I know there's a lot of men out there who have done or are doing what I did. And I can tell the women or the partners that you're with, 99% of why he does it or why you do it is because of fear. Yeah. Whether it's for me, it was fear of letting you in because I was afraid you would hurt me or abandon me. Whether it's peop- uh, men have trust issues with women or they fear wasting their time or they fear. Um, commitment you know commitment issues but it is all centered around fear you okay Mm -hmm. yeah what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero
0: sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispie sandwich but you're the
1: filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba ba ba. You
0: getting emotional? Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, what's going on? I don't know. I just like it just bringing you back. Yeah. yeah. No, but also I feel like I don't know. I'm just really emotional. I think I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Well, um. it's, it's all because of fear. And w- the reason why I say it was overwhelming is because I can't tell you how bad I, I wanted you. I wanted what we talked us up to be yeah. and what we saw us to be. And the overwhelming part came in. Cause I'm like, I don't know how, because mm-hmm. if, like I know one way of me, and I've trusted it, and, and this is this is what I thought at the time worked for me. It wasn't me, it was them who were the problem. But I knew deep down that I don't have the answers, I don't have the mm-hmm. equation, and I don't know how to ask for help. Because if I ask for help, I'm going to be looked at as, I, you can't take me seriously, or I, you can't trust me, or yeah. you can't count on me, or I can't protect you because I'm asking you for help. And God, I wish in those moments I would have just asked for help i wish i would have been transparent i wish i would have said i am really really in like right now with mm-hmm. you and then when i was really really in love with you i wish i would have just said however like from this point forward i don't know what to do mm-hmm. and instead i just my ego took over my pride took over and i just but thought i think I, there I had was answers.
0: moments that you did share that with me um because I think those are the moments that allowed me to see that internal struggle within you.
1: How would I? Because I don't remember, but maybe for the people, what were some example? What would be some examples of how I shared that with you?
0: I think there was a few times where we would get into like a crazy like fight that stemmed from honestly nothing, and it would just like get so blown out of proportion, and I didn't even know how to move forward. So the only thing that I knew how to do was give you time and give you space because I felt so secure with like what had happened and it wasn't what you were seeing it to be. That I'm like, maybe he just needs time to decompress and process and hopefully he'll come around. If not, then I mean, I have no regrets, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. And you would come around and you would say usually all the things that, it, and it was like a night and day situation where, um, I don't know. And, and that's where I was able to kind of like, like offer you grace because I saw that internal struggle that you had.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you did because I, I felt that internal struggle and I, I like literally didn't know what to do. And, and if someone's thinking like, well, JD, you go to therapy, like, Let's talk about that for a second, because, yes, short answer, I was in therapy during this time. Unfortunately, I wasn't taking ownership or I couldn't acknowledge mm-hmm. what I was projecting and and giving off to Shay. I more so in my therapy sessions were, was probably complaining about what Shay wasn't doing or or... I'm asking things of Shane. She's not giving them to me or doing them for me. So that's probably where my therapy sessions went. Um, And I wish I could have been vulnerable and transparent with my therapist and been like, if I'm being honest, like I'm at this place where I don't know what to do. And I don't like not knowing what to do because I have to be in control because I'm not in control. What if I get hurt? Like, Mm -hmm. so that's where the overwhelming feeling comes in. And it's tough because I wanted to share that with you, but I couldn't and it was hard because you were and obviously are my best friend, so I felt like I was hiding something and a major piece of who I was from you. Um, not in like a lie kind of way, it was just like, I just don't know how to share this information with you. Because um, I was literally processing it as I was going, but I, in hindsight now, I wish, and to all the guys out there, if you can relate to this, if you have someone like I do don't make the mistake of not utilizing your resources accordingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were a resource all along, sat right here with me, every day, day in and day out, and I chose with ego and stubbornness and pride to say, I'm gonna figure this out, I'm going to do this, I, 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 when it's, it should have been we, it should have been mm-hmm. us and i felt like i had to tackle this problem on my own Mm -hmm. because and if i'm thinking correctly here now as i process all this um i also felt like it's it's not your weight to carry Mm -hmm. right like i'm taking my childhood wounds into this relationship and that's not fair to you right like the saying goes what we lack in childhood we seek as an adult but i'm like that's not your problem it's Mm -hmm. my problem but even though I know it's not your problem, I know you would help me with any problem that I, mm-hmm. had. I, d- I just couldn't do that.
0: I feel like your, your true heart desires and your actions weren't aligned for the longest time. And yeah. it was your ego yeah. that was separating them both. Yeah. Because there was a lot of times where you would speak from your heart and say, we, we, we. But then your actions would take over with I, I, I. Yeah. And that was like, that was really hard for me because I'm like... I, like you say these things they sound nice mm-hmm. but the reality of you actually following through on them is not is not happening. Yeah. Um and only you are getting in your way with that.
1: Well, not only did I not trust you, but I didn't trust myself. Cuz like I said I I had never gotten to that part of the game before, you yeah, know, like I to, mean, to the level of yeah. that game. Yeah.
0: I don't think you trusted yourself. I don't think you loved yourself. No. I think you knew you were a facade on the exterior, yeah. And you were afraid for people that got close to you to see who was really underneath all that, right? But I don't even think you knew who was underneath that. But if only you knew that what was underneath that was something good, right? But I think you were afraid of it for some reason.
1: Yeah, actually, I took that note here. Maybe it's I got it. Did from you
0: just open my phone with my password? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we are now. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I actually got it from the Jay Shetty book. It's page 62, and I, I took the note of you attract what you use to impress. Again, you attract, you what, attract you use what you use to, to impress. impress. And so for me, I was attracting women through my persona and charm and looks and who knows whatever else my game was back then. And I wrote down this note of But eventually, Shay discovered the real me. (laughs) And I said, you can only put on an act for so long.
0: But I don't even think it was, like, what I discovered were the broken, like, layers of you. Yeah. You know, but I don't think, like, the core of you, I think the core of you, you didn't even know. I think all you knew was your traumas and triggers and, you know, disappointments and... And right. all of that. And that's what you were afraid of people seeing. But it's like kind of like the onion. You know, you have to yeah. peel back the layers. And it's like maybe like the first 10 layers were bad. But once we finally broke down to that core, that was I think that 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 was what you were you were keeping sacred to yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think, it was, again, I was just afraid to get hurt. I was afraid. I was just leading with fear. But yeah, you're right. A little bit ago when you said um, I didn't love myself Mm -hmm. and I didn't trust myself. And the reality is you have to give yourself first what you want in a partner. And I I, I just wasn't doing that. Yeah. I I felt um, entitled to just receive Mm -hmm. from you without even earning. Um, And I wasn't giving it to myself. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> but I think what you were protecting was the part of you that that was pure. The part of you that was yeah. pre the, the heartbreak from your mom, you know?
1: I was just going to say, I think the last time I gave that to anybody, it was her. And she didn't receive it the way I had hoped she would. Um, yeah. So it was hard for me to say. Oh it's okay. Oh j- you know, give it to someone else. No problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean like that? Broke me. That like crushed me. Um and I must have at that point in time made a pact and a and a vow to myself like cool. Well, never again. This will never happen. Again. I, this yeah. will never I will never feel this way again. I don't care who comes in in the way. I'll mm-hmm. never feel this way again. Um And um, if there's people listening or watching thinking, like, well, then how come you? Like, how come Shay? um,
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that's what my question would be, and I think I asked you earlier. Like, I'm sure some of your exes offered you that same kind of, like, love, nurture, and support, and patience, and grace. That, But I think that you, I don't know. I don't think you were in a place to acknowledge it within yourself or
1: yeah, I th- I think that or
0: maybe the communication between you and them wasn't really uh,
1: Number 1, I I um I mean, you got to remember like for context and timeline like I was in a very serious relationship starting at the age of 22, 23. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like first and foremost, yeah. Like, what the hell did I know about commitment, love, yeah. faithfulness, for that matter, at 22, 23 years trauma, old? Trauma, like, you probably... Trauma, yeah, yeah. Healing, what? No. Yeah. So, first and foremost. Um,
0: but looking back, don't you feel, because you were in a relationship at such an you know early age and you kind of went into a back-to-back kind of situation, there was a small gap in between, yeah, right? right. So I think like you subconsciously, whether you knew or you didn't know, um, you subconsciously were kind of trying to fill holes.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I was trying to fill voids with people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and you cannot fill voids with people. And I think I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit back then now that I know this. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know this back then, but I feel like it was somewhere deep within I think I was looking for a person to fill my voids, even though I knew deep down that they probably couldn't, but I was too afraid, ashamed, or scared, or um, Mm ill-equipped to deal with the voids on my own, to really look in those mirrors, face those traumatic battles, heal Mm -hmm. those wounds, repair those scars. Like, I I wasn't trying to do that. Mm -hmm. I was trying to, to take the shortcut, the easy route, hey, you please come fill this void, And they would fill it for a little bit and then the void would reappear. And I'm like, "Uh, what's the problem?
0: And that's when that happens for a lot of people. I don't know your situation, but that's where men start to cheat. Because in those moments that they like fill the void with, like, you know, whoever the girl is or whatever, or any person, it doesn't have to be a girl or a guy, whatever, whatever, whoever the person is trying to fill a void and it is temporary, it's not going to last long. And then when it doesn't last, all of a sudden they're trying to like they're like okay so then they start reaching out to somebody else you know well
1: yeah and a lot of that is because they're trying to find the distraction again yeah because now once they've committed to something the distraction is gone and mm-hmm. they're faced to, to fix those problems so i agree like that's when they start to cheat but i will say that's yeah. also when they start to shut down Mm-hmm. and i would shut down a lot yeah. Part in the interruption part two Right now, I wanted to come in and talk about what you continue to hear me talking about throughout this episode and this season, which is the consultations that I offer. Consultations with JD may or may not be for you, but if they are for you, or you're thinking, can they be for me? Let's go over what entails a consultation with JD. First off, it's one on one between you and I, or you and I and Shay, if you'd like, or better yet, you, your partner, me, and Shay. Now, I record every single session via Zoom because of this main reason. You're not going to have to worry about what I said, what you said, what Shay said, what we came up with. You can just focus. And when I send you the recording after the session's over, you can play the recording back, listen to it, watch it as many times as you'd like to soak up all the information that we got throughout that session. Lastly, I'm going to read a couple of different reviews that I've had from my clients I thought I'd share just again so you can get an idea of what's the session like with J.D.? My consultation with JD was a great experience. He allowed me to see my situation from a different point of view, which was very helpful, even more so than my therapy sessions. Sessions with JD can't be described in one word, so I'll use a few. Informative, understanding, deep, sobering, realizing, inspirational, kind, and growing. He shows up just as much as I do, if not more. It's a safe space where I can be myself. He will challenge you to help you grow at your own pace and you wouldn't think that someone who doesn't know you at all can help you learn about yourself in just a couple sessions. JD is an incredibly skilled coach. He has such an easy way of connecting with you and making you feel seen and understood, yet he isn't afraid to challenge you and hold you accountable. We got right to it our first session, and I walked away with tactical next steps to take towards my goals. You get the sense he has really done the work for himself and is excited to share with others. I can't wait to work with him further. So, again, a couple of beautiful reviews from some amazing people, ones who I really admire to show up to do the work because it's not easy. But again, you don't have to do it alone. So, consultations with JD. The link is in the description below. I'm here when you're ready to get to work. Back to the episode. But yeah, I mean, these, these, um... did you miss your mouth?
0: Yeah. I was trying to like uh, be like, so listener, Shay just mi- drinking some water mi- microphone, Mr. Mouth.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely shut down and I would be like, okay, well, next, and it would be the cycle all over again and all over again. And so, back to like you, like, why, why you, right? And why this version of me that came out with you? Um, I don't have like a uh bullet point (laughs) Excel spreadsheet, like I could just say, this is why, and this is why. I don't really have that, and it's actually something I've been trying to figure out and answer to for a long time, because people ask me all the time. You, I've said this before, have this uh, angelic presence about you and energy to where you provide the safe space and the loving space that you once received. And I feel that to my core. Sometimes like without even me realizing, like I feel it deep down. So it allows me to come out with this this version of me and this side of me. Timing has a lot to do with it because now in therapy in the last five or six years, I've really taken it seriously mm-hmm. and been transparent and vulnerable and owned, you know, my actions, et cetera, and um, taken accountability. And I mm-hmm. and I've I said, uh, I think last season when I, my ayahuasca episode, I said, I'm now getting comfortable with the unknown,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is something I was so afraid to do because I wasn't in control. Um, and you've allowed me to really release a lot of that control because I I trust, mm-hmm. and I've never trusted before. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my custom answer. I don't I don't know what everyone else's uh, yeah. answer would be, but. You know, when I had the episode last season about why do men get married, um, I wish I would have given this answer for me. You are the perfect person for me at the perfect time in my life. Mm -hmm. And as much as I've messed up early on, as much as we couldn't figure out our dance and our rhythm, um, I'm so happy I didn't give up. I'm so happy you didn't give up. I'm so happy we didn't give up. Because if I could have been given a glimpse of who we are now, yeah, and if it would have been too late to receive that, I would have been broken again, mm-hmm. and devastated again, all over again. So I'm happy and I'm proud of us um, for sticking it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Make you <laughs> emotional. Um, But back to the book and maybe we could kind of wrap up here Um, again. It's that same chapter about parental gifts and gaps. It says, if there is a gap in how your parents raised you, we look to others to fill it. And if there's a gift in how our parents raised us, we look to others to give us the same gift. Full circle there was a major gap in how my mother raised me and i was looking for you to fill it and you however were given many gifts in how you were raised by your mother and you were looking to receive those gifts from me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and isn't yeah. that ironic when we look at it like that mm-hmm. in this simple form in a simple concept because I wasn't giving you the gifts that you were so hoping to receive that you've received before. Mm -hmm. And you can't, even if you tried your hardest, fill the voids that I was so desperately begging you to fill. Mm -hmm. And now that I filled my own voids and I I think I'm giving you the gifts slowly but surely that you've requested after all these years, um, it hits different because I think we've earned it. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, I feel... I feel like I wouldn't change anything about anything. I don't think so because I feel like it really helped us. And I think I said this before, build the foundation that we have now. And I think through adversity, when you go through adversity with people or, you know, hard times with people or just anything, you know, like that to that degree, I feel like it really bonds you and it builds a level of love, trust, um, and all of those things. So I, I wouldn't change it. And it honestly, I feel like the chapter we have entered recently, it makes me so excited. Like I want to do so many things all over again with you because I feel like we both have new new eyes, new mm-hmm. hearts, new, new love, like all these new things that I... I just feel like I'm like excited to like just travel again. (laughs) Not that, you know, but just like do cooking classes and, and be excited. And yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm excited to do things. Not that I wasn't excited before, but it just feels different. It feels like we have this wholeness with us. It feels like we have this safety net. We have again, new eyes, new Mm -hmm. love, Mm -hmm. a new bond.
1: Yeah. I was actually thinking the other day, um, I want to get married again.
0: Yeah, I think about that all the time. Because
1: like I think half of our wedding we don't even talk to. <laughs> oh,
0: I also and, and I also like we have think so many that
1: really beautiful people in our life now that I wish we at our wedding. Yeah.
0: Well not only that, but I also feel that even just like getting engaged, you know. Oh yeah, I wish again, I could again. When when I I wouldn't change anything about our story. Like, I feel like it all happened exactly how it was yeah. supposed to happen for the right reasons and we are probably here with this new bond and better foundation because of it. However, I do feel like we have these this new bond, this like better foundation, these new this new love that I just want to experience all those things all over again mm-hmm. with this yeah. love.
1: With this bond, yeah. Yeah,
0: where I just feel like our engagement would probably be even 20 times, a hundred times better than what it was. Mm-hmm. Our wedding would be like, I can't even imagine a wedding better than ours. And I feel like what we have now, it would be better than what we had. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does.
1: <laughs> and I, I agree,
0: but it's exciting. It's an exciting time that we're in because yeah. I just really look forward to how much more we can build and how closer we can get.
1: Yeah. And to really bring it all home here, like I hope this gives you the listener you the viewer hope you know if 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 you're the healthy and evolved one in a relationship with a toxic one um i hope this helps because that was us and here we are sitting Mm -hmm. in front of you and in your ears or your speakers right now like it it can change um the how has to be, the toxic person has to want the change and has to Mm -hmm. even see that there is a need for a change, first Mm -hmm. of all, (laughs) Um, and that they're probably the main uh, driving force behind that change, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is possible. And I'm telling you, like if I could figure out my shit, Mm -hmm. your toxic partner can figure out their shit. Um, Because I was as stubborn as they come.
0: Yes, you were
1: hard-headed as they come. Yes,
0: he was.
1: I mean, you name it. Like I was that guy, sadly. Um So, yeah. there's hope. And I think
0: I'll say that one of the things that I feel like really works with us is when you do have those moments and you probably you probably still have them, you probably will always have them. I think what, what helps with our dynamic is I give you, and I think you wrote it on a post-it recently. I give you the space to figure it out. Yeah. I allow you to navigate through Mm -hmm. those moments and kind of come around on your own.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think I've said this to you before too. Like you're the fire, fire extinguisher to my fire. Yeah. A lot of times where I've been in relationships where they are the gasoline tank. Yeah to my fire. (laughs) So,
0: and what allows me to do that is I, I do trust you as a person. I do feel like you have a good head on your shoulders. You have a great heart. And I feel that once you're able to like, you know, that light bulb go off or that, that click to happen, you'll come around.
1: Yeah. And that's a testament of your secure attachment style though, because if if it's an anxious attachment style, you probably got the gasoline tank,
0: and wanting to just drill it in you, like
1: you no, you just want to <laughs> dump it over the whole fire and let this shit burn yeah. to the ground. So, um, and then have makeup sex to make it all right. But anyways, um, <laughs> I hope this helps everybody. Um, love Sorry you guys.
0: If my energy is like
1: no, you were great, love. You were great. We love you guys. Again, I hope this helps. Um, I just really wanted to make sure that we covered this in this season because I know it's a popular question. It's a pop- popular DM that I get. And it's a popular topic in consultations that I and we have with, with people. So let me know in the comments what you think. And uh, we are going to get out of here and
0: go to sleep. We're going to go have some toxic sex. We're yeah. not toxic. <laughs> just make up to
1: make We're
0: gonna have up some tired sex. <laughs> what is
1: kidding. tired sex for us?
0: I don't even know.
1: Is tired sex the same as lazy sex?
0: I don't know. I feel like we don't really have a lot of tired sex. It's just like
1: we've had some tired sex. Yeah, there's a certain position. We I, have yeah, tired we do. Sex. <laughs> but we found that that's like a great yeah, situation for you. Yeah.
0: Anyways. Oh my God, cut that out.
1: See ya. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.